Hello and welcome to this special Innovation Forum webinar. I'm Ian Welsh. As part of our From the Forest Frontline series, we will now be case studying the Wildlife Works My Ndombe Red Plus project in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, hearing from community members and project leaders on the ground. The Congo Basin is home to the world's second largest tropical rainforest and the largest carbon sink. And the preservation of the forest is critical to mitigating climate change, as well as maintaining biodiversity and the livelihoods of 80 million people. The Wildlife Works Mayan Dombey project protects 300,000 hectares of rainforests and wetlands by addressing the drivers of deforestation and biodiversity loss while improving the well-being of local communities. This is achieved through the sale of verified emission reductions credits that are traded on the voluntary carbon market. An average annual reduction of 2.4 million tonnes of CO2 equivalent is now being achieved. The carbon financing that's generated covers project costs and goes to the community, which funds activities including building schools and medical clinics based on their needs. The emissions reductions are verified by VERA's Verified Carbon Standard and major socio-economic co-benefits by the Climate, Community and Biodiversity Standard. And Wildlife Works partners with the ERA Ecosystem Services Group in Mai and Dombey. The project was established in 2011 by Wildlife Works following a 2008 change in the DRC's National Forest Code that suspended logging contracts throughout the Congo Basin. Over the past decade, agroforestry, nurseries and sustainable farming crops and techniques have been introduced to relieve deforestation pressure on the local community. The project has so far built 10 of the 28 schools that have been committed to that are educating now over 5,000 students. A new mobile medical clinic has treated thousands of patients who previously had little or no access to healthcare. The project is an example of how private sector investments and the voluntary carbon markets can support and finance community-led forest and biodiversity conservation while helping companies meet their sustainable development goals and net zero pledges. And now, before we turn to our panel of community leaders and project workers, I'm delighted that we have a statement of welcome from the Honourable Benjamin Torambi Bamuning, Secretary General for the Environment and Sustainable Development for the Government of the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Mesdames et Messieurs, bonjour. Good afternoon to all of you attending today's Innovation Forum webinar on Wildlife Works Mindumbi Red Plus project. On behalf of my country, the Democratic Republic of Congo, I'm pleased to have this opportunity to introduce you to the project and the work that our government is doing to preserve Congo Basin Forest and improve the well-being of the indigenous peoples and local communities in and around the Mindumbi Red Plus project area. The Congo Basin is home to the world's second largest tropical rainforest and it is the largest carbon sink in the world. Preserving this forest is critical to mitigating climate change, maintaining biodiversity and improving the livelihoods of 80 million people in our country. The Mindum Red Plus project is helping the DRC meet its national determined contributions and SDG goals. We are incredibly proud of the positive climate, community and biodiversity impacts this project is providing to our country. Thank you for attending today's webinar to learn about the project and and work being done to preserve forest and biodiversity in the Congo Basin. Thank you. 
and our thanks to Monsieur Bemuning and his colleagues. Now, we had hoped that this discussion today would be in the form of a live webinar, with my asking questions directly to panel members assembled in Kinshasa in the DRC. But sadly, technical challenges got the better of us. However, I sent the panel what I was proposing to ask them, and we were able to record their responses. Please note that the panel will be speaking primarily in French and Lingala, and we have simultaneous translation. Our first panellist is Professor Jean-Robert Bowango Bancaza Bolambi, DRC Country Director for Wildlife Works. The first question for Professor Jean-Robert Boingoy Bancanza Bulambi. What is the origin of the My Ndombe project? Thanks a lot. The My Ndombe Red Plus project was born from the desire of two forest engineers, uh, Mr. John Kendall and myself, to be able to conserve a part of the My Ndombe forest while bringing tangible benefits to the local community after the institutional review of the forestry sector in 2008, the Bimpe Agro Forestry concessions were suspended, and we took the opportunity to acquire these two titles before their possible reallocation to the air in Canada to make them a conservation concession. This is how we traveled to the project's area to obtain the free consent of community members and negotiate terms of reference. We finally obtained the signature of a memorandum of understanding on the implementation of the project and the sharing of benefits with the government on March 11, 2011, as well as a forest conservation concession contract in August of the same year. And the next question for uh, Professor Jean-Robert is, how does the project protect the forests? Forest protection is based on a somewhat educational action on the drivers of deforestation. The work is done in collaboration with members of local communities who are offered alternatives to the extensive slash-and-burn cultivation in exchange for the protection of primary forests. This includes the promotion of more commercially viable crops, uh, such as onions and tomatoes on marginal lands and near villages. The introduction of improved and more productive varieties of cassava on marginal soils, uh, cassava being the main crop in the region. New programs consist in the establishment of perennial oil palm, a table banana, and plantain crops using macro-propagation techniques. Next, we turn to Madame Chief Basabo Butumbala. What is the role of your community in protecting the forests? Since the arrival of the projects in our community, my community members and I did welcome it. We thought it was a good idea. Thanks to this project, all the animals that have fled have returned to the forest, and the trees have begun to grow again. We had started to make one no longer by cutting down the trees as in the past, but with new practices we had learned making honor at the back of our houses and behinds. And the second question for Chief Basabo is, what does the project mean to you and your community?
This project is valuable to us because since the time of our ancestors, we never had schools per se. But with the arrival of the projects for the protection of forests, we now have schools, we have drilled water wells, teachers are paid, school children receive uniforms, and our community benefits from access to health care for all. The next question is for Chief Bola Bakali Bawima. And the question, same as to Chief Basabo, what is the role of your community in protecting the forests? Thanks for the question. My community and I protect the forest. Members of my community are prohibited from cutting down trees. No one is allowed to burn the forest. As a result of these efforts, animals that have fled the forest have begun to return, as well as the other animals in the forest. Therefore, we must continue to protect our forest. And the next question, what does the project mean to you and your community? For my community and myself, this project is very important insofar as it has brought us a major change of the mindset, which enable us to rip some well. Our next panelist, uh, Mr. Ngokulu Wanza, who is president of the Grand Local Development Committee in Lokanga. And the first question is regarding FBIC. Given that all aspects of the Mayandombi project are established under the principles of fair, prior and informed consent for the local communities, how does this work in this particular situation? Thank you very much for the question, Mr. Journalist. We were in our villages. One day, Air Congo reached out to us with a new vision. We went to Sambolo to respond to their invitation to participate in the meetings. We happily endorsed their vision because it was about protecting our forest. Since then, we have set out to protect our forest as a grid. They told us if we protected the forest, if we stopped cutting trees, we would see the return of the animals that had fled, all kinds of animals. And following up from that, the question is, how were the funds from the sale of verified emission reductions distributed in the community? You mean the benefits? resulting from the activities under ERA Congo, but this money is used in accordance with the prescriptions and the specifications signed by the three heads of the groupings with the 28 clans. The groupings are Tambezali, Basangeli, and Lokanga. The money is used to assist the communities. As an example, since Air Congo arrived, 12 schools have been built 
l'école primaire et puis secondaire. Primary, secondary, At the end of each year, sums of money are donated to beneficiaries as rights of use. It will be the same this year, I presume, very soon. And then the question is, in your view, what are the most important changes that have resulted from the project? Very happy with your question on the change. May I take the opportunity to wish ERA Congo a hundred years of existence so that it can proceed with its work. We had suffered a lot. Our children used to study in very bad conditions under the leaves of palm trees. We recorded unfortunate cases. One day, a child traveling a long way through the Sese forest to school was bitten by a snake in the middle of the forest and died as a result of it. We were very destitute. We had hosted Era Congo. We are seeing the results. Buildings have been built from Lobeke to Lokanga. Uh, you just have to see the buildings built by Era Congo, as well as hospitals, hotels, schools. Uh, teachers are paid. Many children were enrolled in schools. Uh, we even had a surplus of school children, and ERA has built additional primary and secondary schools wherever the project is present. Our children study in peace, they receive uniforms, pencils, erasers, pens, and other school stationery. Now we turn to Monsieur Erasme Mpupa, who is a teacher. First question for Mr. Razmi is, how has access to education changed since funds from the Red Plus project became available? Thank you very much, Mr. Journalist. I have been a teacher since the year 2000. When the project started, we had no infrastructure. Since it rains a lot in our area, the children could not study for a whole week due to the rains. Another bad weather did could stay at home for a whole week, and that affected the level of education. With the arrival of this project, we have seen the improvement of educational levels thanks to the new infrastructures. Good blackboards have been provided. The children no longer sit on the floor to study. We have the necessary supplies. We went further to raise awareness among uh, parents who did not have the means to send their children to school, to provide uniforms, notebooks, and other school supplies through the project. But those children had spent several years without uh, attending school. Moreover, with the system of free education in use, schools struggled operate without resources. Uh, the project was able to support schools by giving them funds and by paying them and paying the teachers. It's a really huge help to us. And the next question from Mr. Arasmi is, what are the main impacts on the community? 
Thank you, Mr. Journalist. The project will be very successful in the years to come. We had young people in our area who could not take the TENAFET test or the state exams. But thanks to this project, many students can participate in these tests. By the way, out of the 222 school days, previously students could study for 150 days, even 100 days due to the inclement weather. But now we can rejoice that a student can study 220 out of 222 days. This contributes to enhancing the quality of the education. Previously, we did not have centers for set exams, but now with the space available, uh, four centers have been set up in our area, and we have 100% successes on state exams. We believe that more progress will be made in the future. Our next panelist is a doctor, Dr. Basengi Nswele. And our first question for Dr. Nswele is asking him to outline where he works and who he treats. Thank you, Mr. Journalist. I'm one of those who work for the Inongo Village Referral Hospital, thanks to ERA Congo. A private clinic was built in Inongo, where we receive patients who come from all over the area where the ERA Congo project is located. When the patients arrive at the clinic, we provide them with health care. I'm also responsible for the mobile clinic that our Congo organizes in the event of an epidemic such as measles. Once an epidemic breaks out in the area where the project is located as responsible, we treat patients including ERA Congo members and their families for medical care. Measles is a significant problem in this part of the DRC. We asked the doctor to think about measles and asking him what the situation is in the community and has the Red Plus project helped provide access to Benson's other treatments? Thank you very much, Mr. Journalist. Uh, regarding the work done by the Era Congo project, whenever a measles epidemic occurs, we take care of the population and children in need of care. For example, when an epidemic occurred last year, information reached Era Congo within 48 hours from Kinshasa. Resources had been mobilized as well as medicines. Planes were chattered and we arrived in Inongo. From there, fast canals were made available and we were able to travel through all those areas affected by measles. Thus, we had treated the sick. If we hadn't acted urgently, the worst would have happened. With these resources, we had taken two to three days to get the situation under control. In the town of Lusenge, uh, for example, we recorded a death rate of less than 2% because the response was really robust. But within the vaccines made available by PEV, we could do more. Parents, uh, however, must bring their children to be vaccinated. We played a major role in raising awareness to get children to be vaccinated. 
explaining that if measles occurs, their children will not be exposed, will be spared from the disease and death. They heal the call. So the children were spared. This is the great job we had done thanks to ERA Congo. Another question for Dr. Nsweli is how the situation has changed from before the project and what are his hopes for the clinic in the future? We hope with the means at hand, the goodwill shown by Era Congo and the means that are, they are putting into play to assist the population, we dare to believe that the work will go ahead and we will do more. Thanks to this project, people who are plagued by a multitude of difficulties in obtaining medical care because they did not have the means to do so. Faced with a lack of health infrastructure at the time, we were able to obtain good health. We are happy that with this project, hospitals have been built, patients have been taken care of, medicines have been provided to the most deprived. We are on the ground to assist in the event of the occurrence of measles. We need to raise awareness so that parents bring their children for vaccination and patients who have holed up in their homes uh, due to high blood pressure and disease or that require surgery are aware uh, there are services to help them for free. We sure that in the days to come, this great work will continue with success. A great advantage for our population thanks with the help of Era Congo. Our final panelist is Madame Anne Bokutu Bolikoka. A member of her family recently benefited from access to medical care. So her first question is asking her what happened. Thank you, journalists, for your question. Which makes me happy. We were born three women in our family. Mom and dad are dead, but there are no men. My young sister was ill, seriously ill, to assist her. As usual, I had to do the formalities to obtain documents from CRD. So I took her to the General Hospital for treatment. She was operated on and the cyst was removed. I was really looking forward to her recovery. This is not a unique case. This has happened to many other people in our community. All you have to do is follow the procedures for obtaining documents from the CRD assistance from the project is free. I'm very happy with the project. Previously, when we were sick or one of our children were sick, we would just use traditional medicine such as lumba lumba, red tree leaves that we washed and administered to the child or to oneself. We purged ourselves and we were sometimes healed with God's help. Many people would die, children and old people, but now the death rate is reduced thank you to the assistance of error. We have quality care, ridiculous enough we used to give birth at home with all the rest of tetanus and the like, uh, with the lack of hygiene. But now we are giving birth in good condition thanks to the projects. We are very happy. Second question for Madame Bolikoka. How has access to healthcare and education improved since the start of the Red Plus project? Other a lot of changes. We want this project to continue. We must work hand in hand with the project uh, to protect our forests and our wells. Turning back to Chief Bosabo, what are your hopes for the future? 
I was expecting this question. I thank the project for all they have accomplished. They have achieved everything they promised. They built schools, drilled water wells. I hope they will build more hospitals and a fish pond. I congratulate them for bringing me to Kinshasa. With Ostatua, we did not believe we would see Kinshasa one day. Here I am in Kinshasa. Thank you very much. I thank the ancestors for their blessings. And similarly to Chief Bola Bokali Bawima, what are your hopes for the future? Thank you very much for the question, Mr. Journalist. I'm hopeful that we will do great things. The start is good. The end will be better, especially as we focus on education, an important pillar. The educated children will grow up and assume positions of responsibility. It will be a good thing for our region. Thank you. And finally, back to Madame Anne Bokutu Bolekoka. How will funds from the project help your community in the future? I'm happy with the project. I learned a lot of good practices, like cultivating the field from the back of my house. Instead of going uh, to the forest, how to grow vegetables and cassava, and like in such a short time, six months of some harvest, instead of 12 months, as an example. So we're going to get our forest back. Even during the rain, we can still work at home. Let's move on. My thanks to all the panellists in Kinshasa for putting up with the technical challenges and for all their insights. It was fascinating hearing from them. And to our interpreters, Kweti Minga Menez in the studio and Yula Kamanba Alphonse interpreting into English. Many thanks also to the Wildlife Works team in the DRC for their help pulling this together, to Innovation Forum's Nita Thompson, and to all the team at Everland who have sponsored this webinar. For now, many thanks for listening and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>